This week on the pod, it's Mel versus Bata in the midsummer pneumonia battle. Laura learns to use a microphone, and we talk about where you can find out what your dosha is. And exciting nudes, the pause on iTunes. Head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave us a review. We know you hear this spiel on every podcast you listen to, but we don't really care. Help us spread the word about cougars and colada nations. Welcome to episode two of Cougars and Coladas. Welcome back. Doing the thing. How's everyone doing today? Laura, how are you? I'm doing great. It's Monday. I'm only working Monday. three days this week. It's, it's going it. to be great. How are you doing, Mel? <laughs> I'm doing better. You know, I had a little a little bout with pneumonia last week, so that was really fun. So that's why we we didn't do our second episode when we were planning on it. I apologize. My pneumonia apologizes, but I'm better now. We're glad that you took the time to rest. Um, I got this frantic text that Mel has pneumonia. And then it was the day that we were supposed to record our next pod. And then later in the day, she's like, I should be fine in like a day or two if you want to record that. And I was like, no, no, no. The listeners I was can totally wait. going to, too. Like I would have done it. And this is how you get pneumonia because you go too hard for too long. So we decided that rest was better and, you know, keeping you guys on your toes. So now we're back. She's medicated. She's feeling back. better. I took the roids and I took the antibiotics and now I'm basically a superhero. I feel great, you guys, except I'm winded walking from my bed to the bathroom still, but that's okay. We're working on it. Luckily, that's some place you have to go multiple times a day, so (laughs) you got to I'm building up up my endurance, building up my stamina. So after our last episode, we got such great feedback from all our baby cougars out there. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. I'm so glad we had, like, fans, Lore. I know. It's really good. We have, we both have really big families. Really, really cast the net wide. <laughs> <laughs> so after our last episode, we got a lot of really good feedback and really good questions from all of our listeners and all of our buddies out there. And probably like the biggest question that I got, and I don't know if it's the same for you, Laura, but the biggest question I got was how do I find out what my dosha is? Everybody was asking me what their dosha was. And I was like, you guys, I'm not like, I'm not a fortune teller. I can't like magically tell you what your dosha is. But it is, I am pretty accurate when I do take guesses. No, you are actually pretty good. I don't know why you're saying that. <laughs> I I just like to cover my ass in case like I really like screw up and tell somebody that they're like a vata kapha and they're like, I'm actually a pitta. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> My mom's a vodka kapha. That actually doesn't surprise me. Carol yeah. is like, she's got her roller coaster ride of emotions that she goes on. <laughs> she's going to kill you when she listens to this. <laughs> Carol, I love you. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> So we wanted to talk a little bit about um, what makes a, what makes up a dosha quiz um, and kind of the questions that you can be expect expected to be asked. So you can see Mel's black lung is still going strong. Um, so the thing that it's the just dosha, a little tickle. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> 
karma. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so there are two parts to a comprehensive comprehensive dosha quiz. The first, um, and it's kind of broken out into two parts, which is something important to keep in mind because I definitely screwed this up the first time I took them. I also take them all the time. Yeah, keep this in mind because if you're not aware that there are two parts to the dosha quiz, you can get like really paranoid really easily. So... You know, just keep in mind, we're looking at two things here. We're looking at your constitution and we're looking at your current state of balance. The words for those are your prakriti and your vikriti. So we'll use those periodically and we'll explain them a little bit later. Right. So another way to think of it is, you know, there'll be questions that'll, that will be targeted more towards how you felt throughout your life versus how you felt in the last couple months or the last couple weeks. So things you can kind of expect to be asked are questions about your digestion, um, your skin type, your body shape, how well you sleep, kind of where you like to sleep, if you like light with your sleep, your daily routine, body temperature, whether you're always running hot or if you're always cold how you are when you're stressed, um, and also questions about your mental and emotional tendencies. So all of these elements are important in figuring out your constitution, but also your imbalances. Yeah, and it might seem like a lot of questions to think about, but they're usually pretty quick questions and don't stress out over them. It's There's no wrong answer. It's just thinking about how you... Um, you know, how you exist in your natural state versus um, how you're existing when things maybe, you know, the, the external things that you can't always control are affecting your dosha balances. Right. And these are usually multiple choice questions. Um, I always found when I first, you know, took my first couple of tests where I was like, oh, all of these things can be connected. That's crazy. So um, I felt that a lot of light bulbs went off the first time that I took a test. So um, and they were they were really interesting. But they're not your results aren't like going to the man to be used against you or anything like that. Like just something to keep in mind. Yeah. So the differences between your results can be pretty key. So your prakriti is your constitution. That is the natural ratio of your doshas of the vata, pitta and kapha doshas uh, that determine everything from your physiology to your likes and your dislikes, your tendencies and your habits for living. Um, Your prakriti is your state of equilibrium. That's a good way to think about it. So when we say that I'm a pitta and Laura is a vata, these are our natural tendencies. So these are the dominant doshas. They'll remain the same throughout our lives regardless of any imbalances that may occur at any point in time. So your imbalances or your current ratio uh, of the doshas is called your vikriti. Again, that is your current state of the vata, pitta, and kapha doshas within your body. Um, And, you know, if you're in balance, it's the same as your constitution, which is great. But, you know, pretty often we have tiny little imbalances, even from day to day, just kind of depending on what's going on from day to day, uh, that will be different from your constitution. So your Vikriti can help determine which of your doshas needs balancing in which direction. Uh, For example, if you're experiencing like constipation, it's a vata imbalance versus um, if you have heartburn or, you know, a rash, which can be a pitta imbalance. 
So there are a lot of really great dosha quizzes that are already out there. Uh, so you can look up anyone online if you type in just Ayurveda dosha quiz. Uh, there are a bunch of really great ones out there. Um, and we'll have a few up on our website that are ones that we particularly like. So you can check that out. But also stay tuned for our very special Cougars and Coladas dosha quiz, which is forthcoming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. still trying to think of like some creative ways that we can like put our own spin on the dosha quiz, you It'll know, like, yeah, like, is your colada spicy or sweet? You know, <laughs> how do you? I like think that actually colada? is a that's good. good. Do you I like, think that's a really good question. Do you like a salted rim? That. Do you like a spicy, like a chili salted rim? Oh, we. Could oh go. yeah. Oh, this. Is Ooh good. yeah. This, uh, is, this good. is good, you guys. This is gonna be a really good dosha quiz. So stay, stay tuned for that. Yeah. This podcast is very much we're flying the plane as we're building it. So, oh yeah, that's my favorite metaphor, by the way. <laughs> I use it all the time. Um, but we promise we'll have our shit together eventually. We just don't have it together right now. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> at least in this aspect of our life. <laughs> So in the last episode, we spent a good chunk of time chatting about our morning routines, and we know that you all found that super fascinating, um, but we actually had a larger purpose for it. So routines can be useful in balancing all doshas. Um, you'll probably see when you take an Ayurvedic quiz, especially one if it's um, going through your current imbalances, that your results, because after you take a lot of the quizzes, they'll say, here are some ways that you can balance um, some of your current imbalances. A lot of them will really focus on your routines and how to build a routine into your life. Generally, routines are just really useful to balance all of the doshas and getting your day started on the same foot every day can really set the tone for a great day all around. Yeah, we love our routines. I find it super grounding. I was away for the weekend, and while I was, ha I had a ton of fun on the weekend. Getting out of my routine sometimes can be a bit challenging. Usually, when I'm like going up to New York to uh, visit my family or my boyfriend or something, I'm able to like maintain my routine. But sometimes when it's I'm going to somebody else's house, it can be a little bit challenging, but there are still ways that you can build in some elements, even if it's not your full-blown morning routine, into your routine when you travel. Because I would even argue that routines are more important when you're on the road um, than you are when you're home. Definitely. I think so too. You know, I have traveled quite a bit for work and that can really put you off of your routine and as you have as well. So you know that... Yeah. When you're like in a hotel or when you're on a plane, it can be really hard to kind of stick to your routine. But the closer you can be to your routine, the more balanced you can feel. And that translates into not just your physical well-being, but also your mental well-being. For me, I really resist routine. You know, myself, I'm kind of like, I just want to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. But having that routine really helps me stay super productive. You know, as a pit, I have like a lot of fiery energy and I always want to do everything all at the same time. But if I have a routine and I have a schedule that I should stick to, it helps me focus that energy on certain things. Um, so it can be a really nice way to kickstart the day. Like when I get up in the morning, I like to do at least half an hour of like my own yoga. 
It doesn't have to be like the same practice every single morning, but because I get my body moving, it helps me feel physically a lot better and it also helps calm my mind. You know, different routines do different things for you and it's really about finding out what kinds of things you want to have in your daily routine. And as Laura just mentioned, a lot of your dosha quizzes will give you suggestions after you take the quiz on how to balance some of those um, imbalances and some of those elevations. And some of those are really good suggestions. And a lot of those sites will also have like a routine builder where you can uh, put in your own daily routine and sort of help you stick to it as well. So Laura and I have sort of chatted about our routines a little bit. Um, you know, Laura's a vata, I'm a pitta, but kaphas also really benefit from routine. Uh, when kaphas are out of balance, the kapha dominant people can be really lethargic and kind of sluggish to get moving, um, particularly in the mornings or when, you know, there's a lack of motivation. So having a daily routine can really help to kickstart kaphas naturally long lasting energy and help them to keep going throughout the day. So routines all around really great to just help you stay in balance and really feel like yourself throughout the day. Yeah. And I have to say, I think I'm also super resistant to routine, which is weird because you love routines. <laughs> I do, but I think, but I hate them at the same time because for, and I think this year is a great example because for so long, my routine was like, get up, run, shower, go to work. Like, and it, there mm-hmm. was, I would like literally wake up and go for a run. And this year, um, because of just a lot of like stress that I've been dealing with and health issues in my life, I would, there would be days. And because it was so cold this winter, I literally never wanted to leave my bed. I got used to kind of laying around in the morning and then I wouldn't want to go for my run. And then my days were so much longer because I would need to do a training run after work or I wouldn't get, um, or I'd have to go to a spin class or something after work. And once in a while, that's fine, but I definitely have a better workout and just feel better when I exercise in the morning. So I even, I had worked with a nutritionist and an Ayurvedic coach, um, a couple months ago and she's fantastic. And she obviously very much stressed a daily routine, but I was having a really hard time getting out of my old routine and building a new one that worked for me. And eventually I was like, oh, wait, I really like my slow mornings, but I also like to run in the mornings. Who says I can't do both? So now I just get up a little bit earlier. I Now that it's nice out, like I'll sit, I'll have my lemon water in the morning. I'll get my coffee. I'll sit outside for a little bit. I'll caffeinate a little bit. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm ready to go for my run now. I go for my run and I still get to work. And I'm like, I've accomplished so much. I feel great. And it's even though I was super resistant in the beginning, I think a lot of the resistance has to do with finding something that works for you and potentially just being impatient with that process. Right. Well, I think... I think an important point to take away from that is that you were changing your routine. So changing a routine and creating a routine are really two different things. So if you have no routine and I spent my whole goddamn life with no routine, I was just rolling out of bed like five minutes before I had to leave the house. I would be like sprinting off to work and be like, what am I doing today? Like where, who am I calling? Where are my meetings? Like had no idea what was going on. And it really took a toll on me. Did I think that was first what led to my, you know, my first sort of breakdown and like rage quitting of uh, one of my first jobs. Side note. Um, (laughs) So, but, you know, once I figured out that having a routine was going to be really good for me, trying to create that was a 
you know, it's a trial and error kind of thing, you know, because I had never really had a routine. It wasn't something that I was used to creating. So when I went to sort of build a morning routine, I had no idea what was going to work for me. So I kind of just started off with like somebody else's morning routine and, you know, it didn't really work for me. And that's because it, it wasn't what I needed and it wasn't what I enjoyed. Building a routine can be stressful and changing routines can be really stressful as well. If you're really used to something for a really long time like you were, it's really it's difficult to just all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm going to switch my routine up. And then you have to like unlearn all of those habits and all of those things that you were doing and like relearn things in like a different way. Nothing happens overnight. So if you're if you're going into this and you're like, oh, I'm going to start a morning routine and like you know, this will happen a lot to me as well. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get really, I'm going to like do this. And then I'm like really into it for like two weeks. And then I just drop off and I'm like, "Ah, I'm just never going to do this again because it was like too hard to keep doing it. You know, it's a, right. it's important to note that it's a a slow, you know, progress isn't linear as they say. Um, I think, and it's just, it's just a process and it's also finding what you enjoy. Like some people might not want to do you know coffee and going running in the morning or some people might not want to do yoga in the morning it can be like you just get up and have a lemon water in the morning or just building something that you enjoy I think the piece is something that you can look forward to every morning and I don't know if this makes me sound weird or not but I go to bed being like oh yes I can't wait I can't wait to like have my me time in the morning and like have my lemon (laughs) water have my coffee and then start the day like I love the early morning when there's nobody else awake and it's just like me having a moment so find what works for you definitely yeah and I will say that there's definitely something to be said for evening routines also you know there's a really big benefit to like going to bed at the same time every night or doing the same thing before you go to sleep every night you know turn your laptop off for an hour before you go to bed like turn your phone off for an hour before you go to bed give yourself like a little foot massage with like lavender oil just like find something that's like gonna work for you that you really enjoy that like makes you excited to go to bed instead of just like you know watching Netflix until you pass out on the couch and then like rolling off the couch at 4 a.m and getting into your bed like that never works for anybody and that's yeah your guts coming from the expert right here that used to be like my (laughs) lifestyle yeah I have to say I haven't gotten on the evening routine train yet I'm getting there. Like there's certain things that I do each night, but I don't have like an official wind down routine, but Mm -hmm. I also take a lot of allergy medication. So like once I take that, like I'm pretty much passing out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that's one way to do it. Yeah. (laughs) The drug induced evening routine. The drug induced coma. Great. (laughs) Sounds like fun. Sign me up. (laughs) Don't take my word for it. Talk with your doctor. (laughs) All right. Shall we uh, move on to our Vicriti discussion? So we both took quizzes um, this week that highlight our current imbalances. Um, and as we've, as we've talked about, I am a Vata Pitta type. So to no one's surprise, my Vata was the one that was the most out of whack, followed by a pretty elevated Pitta and a moderately elevated Kapha. So what does that mean? 
Um, that can mean a lot of different things, but I guess the, the solution or the quote unquote prescription to help balance a lot of the, these imbalances was to follow more of a, a Vata pacifying lifestyle. So that, um, can mean focusing a lot on routines. As we've mentioned, I'm a runner. I'm also in the final weeks before an upcoming marathon. So also that will naturally kind of increase the Vata in my body. Um, so focusing more, doing a lot of yoga and I'm not a huge meditator. I'm like trying to get on the meditation train, but I haven't quite built that into stance on meditation is, and this is coming from like a yoga teacher and like somebody who like was meditating fairly often. Like I think meditation has a lot of value, but I think that you have your own meditations. Yeah. For you, I would almost say like running is your meditation. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't put too much weight on the fact that you don't like sit there and try and clear your mind without doing anything. Right. I think it's helpful. Like I'll do it a lot. I take the, I take Amtrak a lot and I'll do it on the train a lot. And sometimes that can help me, especially if I feel like I'm running from place to place. I definitely use it, but it's not something that I build in every day. Um, but I guess the point being doing more grounding activities and resting a lot more as a runner and a Vata type sitting still is something that's pretty challenging for me. So I'm trying to learn the art of like, of laying around. It is kind of nice, but it is, it's a tough one. So doing things like that can help kind of balance the Vata and all of those can actually kind of balance the Pitta as well. Um, I have a lot of physical Pitta symptoms at the moment too. Um, I have eczema. It's a dry skin situation, um, which is a vata imbalance, but it's the vata pushing the pitta out of balance. So, well, we can get into how they all feed off of each other. That's at a, a later yeah, date, that's a definitely that's a whole, a whole, new whole episode dedicated to the interweaving of the doshas. Yeah, but anyway, I'm super out of whack on all levels and working on it. So, aren't we all? Actually, my pitta is not out of whack. So I took the Vikriti quiz today as well. And as we have previously mentioned, I was felled with a bout of pneumonia this past week, um, which is a major vata imbalance. So as we went over in the last episode, vata is the... Uh, is the dosha that is associated with the element of air. And obviously pneumonia is a respiratory disease. And so what happens when there's a lot of vata, when there's too much vata built up and there's no outlet for it, all of the air gets trapped in the upper part of your body and that's what causes the respiratory issues. So my vata is super, super highly elevated this past week, which is shocking to no one because I've been running around like a crazy person. Uh, Work has been super busy for me. I've been doing all of these projects and everything is kind of just collapsed in on the same week. And then once that week was over, my body was just kind of like, but I am finished. So uh, last week was sort of uh, was a really sort of revelatory moment for me, because I was forced to lay around and do nothing. And as Laura mentioned, I was like really in on doing the pod last week. I was like, listen, I may be laying in this bed, but I can still speak at least three words without coughing my lungs out. So I will record the pod. And Laura was like, no, 
keep your ass in your bed and we will do it once you're better. And I listened to her and now there is a dent in my mattress the size of my ass, but I'm also way better. You're welcome. (laughs) So laying around really does work. And especially for Vata people and Pitta people, it's really hard to force yourself to do that kind of um, laying around doing nothing thing because we always feel like we should be more productive and we always feel like we need to be doing something or we should be out and about or talking to people or, you know, just like making something happen. And so when something like this happens and you are really forced to, to take some time off, to take a break, it can be equal parts traumatic and cathartic to me. And it's because all of my energy was all out of whack. Plus, I was on antibiotics and steroids. It was just like a really, really rough time. With all of that resting, my pitta came way down for sure, which is why I think when I just took the Vikriti quiz, my pitta was actually, um, you know, within the normal balanced range, which I think is really impressive for myself because my pitta is always elevated. Uh, But my vata is still pretty high, you know, and it's because a lot of my vata symptoms are mental rather than physical. So this this pneumonia was kind of a rare physical uh, manifestation for me of vata. But my my vata tends to bring itself in and like anxiety and like overworking and things like that. And I still, you know, have all that stuff because even when you're down with pneumonia, your mind still goes like, oh, I should be doing this and I should be doing that. So my mental state when it comes to vata is still kind of out of whack. There's something to be said for this kind of burnout that forces you to to take time off but you know I definitely still need to um, you know that's why I've been doing my yoga in the morning so I can like clear my mind and sort of bring things down a couple of notches and you know take a few deep breaths and be like nothing is the end of the world you know if I don't get to pod the two days after I have a 103 degree fever it's gonna be okay right and I think up here at Coog's headquarters. We uh, Coog's headquarters. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> I think we're really big believers in, um, like your body is a just it knows better than you do and can give you all of these signs when it's kind of time to slow down. Um, and I think you know if a good other example. I think the example you gave Mel is obviously great, but. You know, I, this happened, I think, to us a lot when we were in college, too, where you're going hard all semester. It becomes finals week. You're like, all right, like, let's do this. You don't sleep for several days at a time. You're stressed out. You take all of your exams. You go home. That's all the binge drinking. Yeah, that's bad, too. Um, but it's really like the culmination of just going so hard for so long. At the end of finals week, you go on like winter break or summer vacation and you're sick for the first week of it because it's just your body being like, OK, so that was a lot. And now we just need to chill. You know, it's why when you mm-hmm. I know I used to get um, a ton of sinus infections and my doctor would be like, I know this is hard for you, but like I need you to take these antibiotics and I need you to sit still. And I was like, so I can only go to the gym for like 45 minutes. And she was like, no, you're going to stay home on the couch. And I was like, I don't think I get it. <laughs> so I think, you know, it's just important the yogis say this all the time, but like, and runners do too. It's just important to listen to your body so things don't get um, super out of control yeah, like they did with you. Listen to your body. 
it knows your body knows mel thinks she's smarter than hers but she just learned her lesson again i do you know i really i always think i can outsmart my body i'm like oh maybe if i just do this it won't know but like you know and then you get pneumonia and you're like fuck (laughs) pneumonia in the middle of august by the way which is a which is a feat i think (laughs) well we're glad that you're better and the and the goal is to you know the goal with ayurveda is to really keep yourself in balance so that that doesn't happen so that you don't have those those crash moments you know there's always going to be ups and downs but you really just want to avoid pneumonia in the middle of fucking august yeah for real so i think this is a good place to end it i think folks now are either sufficiently stressed out or hopefully have learned that they should listen to their bodies. So to recap, dosha quizzes are great. We have a bunch up on our website that you can go to and take. Send us emails or Instagram us what your dosha is or, you know, any questions that you have about it. Listen to your body. Yeah. Let us know what you think, what you want to know more about. Um, The feedback that we got was great and super helpful. So keep it coming. Yeah, for sure. Laura, you want to play us out? I don't know what that means. I don't know. Just like do like a clever closing remark. (laughs) Oh, that's a tough one. This is not my time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, baby cougars. Catch us next time. Follow us on Instagram at Cougars and Coladas. Check us out online, cougarsandcoladas.com. Tweet at us. We don't have a Twitter, do we? No. Don't don't tweet at us. I don't check that Twitter. Instagram, Instagram us. us. Yeah. Or go to our website. Those are the safest places. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>